0: Hi, docs. Welcome to the EntreMD podcast, where it's all about helping amazing physicians just like you embrace entrepreneurship so you can have the freedom to live life and practice medicine on your terms. I'm your host, Dr. Una. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the EntreMD podcast. Now, I I'm excited to which you're like Dr. Una, you are always excited, which is true, but I'm exceptionally excited about this episode because this is something that I believe really strongly in. And it's something that I've seen work really well in the lives of other doctors and other entrepreneurs and You may have used this in some kind of way, you may have an opportunity to use it, and you haven't, or you may have no idea this exists, and this is an option for you. So this is going to be a game changer for everyone who is listening, okay? So we're going to dig right into this. I want to start off by saying we are... At the time of this recording, in the middle of the 14-day momentum challenge and in the EntreMD community, so the platform for it is the private Facebook group that we have. And I love seeing doctors embrace their fears, dare their fears, and just go put themselves out there. And that's what we've been doing for the last four days at the time of this recording. And that is what we're going to do for 10 more days. And it's just so amazing. I've had doctors go like, oh my gosh, I did my introduction post. I got 20 new people to sign up to be on my waiting list for my DPC, my direct primary care clinic. I have had people from other countries say, oh my goodness, thank you. You said this and I used it for a patient that I have and, you know, got great results. I've had people say I got, you know, four new referral sources, two new, new referral sources. People got speaking gigs. People got offers for gigs as medical experts. I mean, it's just crazy what can happen if you just decide to put yourself out there. And the most amazing transformation to me, and really the most amazing transformation is that people are beginning to realize like, wait a minute, I'm the real deal. I should be out there. I should have a seat at the table. My voice should be heard. I should be on that stage. I am so much bigger than what I thought. Now that realization right there is the reason why I love action and is the reason why I tell people, do what you do afraid. It doesn't matter, right? Do it afraid because once you start embracing that, you change. And that is the biggest reward of entrepreneurship. It's not the clients, the money, the impact. All of those are really, really great. And we're going to get all of those. But the person you become in the process is just priceless, okay? Priceless, priceless, priceless. So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I missed the challenge. Well, guess what? It is in the Facebook group. It is organized in the guide and you can go day by day and you can go respond in the comments as if you're doing it in real time. And so you can still go do this. Okay. So entremd.com forward slash join. Um, You are going to have some questions you need to answer before you'll be allowed into the group. So make sure you answer those questions and go create some radical transformation for yourself. Okay. All right. So let's get into this mystery thing. We're going to talk about, which is your tribe, your tribe, your tribe is your superpower. And you may not have known how to leverage a tribe, or you may not even have a tribe, whichever this episode is for you. Okay. Now, I'm not talking about something that's completely random, right? This tribe has to be intentionally created. It needs to be a place where you can be open, you can be vulnerable, people would share and all of that kind of stuff, right? But I want to show you the power of a tribe, okay? So I'm going to give you seven things that your tribe can do for you. All right. Seven, seven things being in a tribe, being in the right tribe can do for you. And I'm going to give you tons of examples. And I have tons of examples because I host the Entre MD business school and we have a community. We have a tribe that is really next to none. And I'm going to pull real life examples for each of these seven things so you can see this. And I know as physicians, somehow we tend to function more in silos. Now this is changing, but for the most part, and we're going to like do away with that. And we're going to start functioning in community. Okay. In community. So the first thing is that your tribe shows you what is possible. Okay. Your tribe shows you what is possible. You can read something about, oh, you know, you could start a practice or you could start your podcast or you can have a million downloads on your podcast or you can make a million dollars or whatever. And it's like, wow, that's cool. But to see people actually do these things, I cannot even begin to tell you what it does because it's like every time you come in community, it opens up your mind to something else that is possible for you. Something you never thought about, something you never dreamed about, or something that you knew about, but you were just like, yeah, that's not for me. And then you watch somebody right in front of you get that thing done. It is the most amazing thing. Okay, so now in the business school, for instance, we've had, and you know, a number of these Doctors have come on and, you know, I've interviewed them on the podcast, but you have someone like Dr. Tolu, mm-hmm. Dr. Tolu Labintan. She started her, her private practice and within six weeks, she was fully booked, fully booked, fully booked. Like, I am busy, 13 to 20 patients a day, busy, busy, busy. Okay. And she's like, Dr. Una, I'm so busy. I was like, didn't you just start? I'm so busy. What does this do for another doctor who wants to start private practice? It's like, wait a minute. This is doable. And I can start busy. And she's not the only one, right? Dr. Um, Karen Kuffman, who's an allergist, has been on the podcast as well. And she started her practice with 350 people on her wait list, right? And because of that, when she started, she started busy and she's been busy. And she just celebrated nine months and she has 1,500 patients on her panel. Like busy, 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 right? Then there's Dr. Beckford, Dr. Tamara Beckford. And she is the founder of Your Caring Docs, And she just hosted a summit. Right? She hosted a summit. And you know, there are people who are like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can host a summit, but someone in your community just hosted a summit and pulled it off really nicely. And it's like, oh my goodness, people came in the group, they're like, My goodness, I attended day one of her summit. It's just so amazing. I was in tears and all of that stuff. Yeah, they show you what is possible. And you're like, wait a minute, I've always wanted to do a summit, right? And so, and so you have that. And it's not just It's not just them. We've had like, you know, Dr. Toomer and um, she's done a TED Talk and it's kind of like TED Talk out of reach. No, somebody right there in your community has done it. So it's like, wait a minute, this is possible. And we've had people who launched podcasts, people who did their first Facebook Live because, you know, in the entrepreneurial world, we celebrate everything, right? We had people come like, hey, I, I crushed my target. I wanted to bring in 400,000 this month. I did, right? And, you know, I negotiated for a scribe and I got it. Like, they just show you what is possible. Some things, things you never thought of, then other things are things you've thought of, but you just thought it's out of my reach. Your tribe shows you, demonstrates what is possible, not just words, by doing it, okay? Now, the second thing is, They hold you accountable and not by holding you accountable, but just by being, right? So it's kind of like, think of it this way. Like, you know, you have teenagers, you're like, oh, you know, peer pressure and all that stuff. Well, we want peer pressure. We just want positive peer pressure, right? And so your community, your tribe can provide that positive peer pressure for you, right? And so in the Entrepreneur Business School, we do challenges every month every single month. What is the reason for that? Well, I mean, in a challenge, you can experience so much growth in a short period of time, right? And so rather than do that once a year or once a quarter, we just do it every month. So every month you're experiencing radical growth. Okay. Now I want you to think about it, right? You have all these doctors in one community, there's a monthly challenge going on and there are things that you're supposed to do every day and people are doing them. Right, and people are doing it. They're posting, oh, like I did this today. I was so scared, but I still did this anyway. And then they start talking about the results that they're getting. And a lot of times, it starts from the self-concept that changes. Right, what I think about myself, what I think about my business, that starts changing. And Then they start going like, Oh my goodness, I just got a new client. Somebody else is like, Oh my goodness, I just hired a new staff. Someone's like, My, you know, I did this YouTube video and I got one client, you know, one client or two clients from it. Um, I did this one and someone on my Dream One Hundred, like a referral source out to me. So I had this new opportunity and you're in that community, right? And you may have even said, I'm too busy. I can't do this challenge. But all of that, you're like, oh, maybe I should just do what I need to do, <laughs> right? Maybe I should just do what I need to do. So what did your community do, to do for you? They held you accountable without telling you a word, just by being, right? So that's the second thing. The third thing is, you grow by default. Now, I want to be careful when I say this. You cannot lean on just growing by default, right? This is kind of like there's an element of growth that happens by default because you're in the right community, right? That's what I'm referring to. So when you think about it, you hear people say, like, you become the average of the five people closest to you. If you hang out with five millionaires, you become the six. If you hang out with five leaders, you become the six. If you hang out with five, you know what I mean? And so- when you are in communities where people are striving to become better, in the case of the Entrepreneur Business School, for instance, is striving to build the business of their dreams. Well, it does rub off. Okay. There are people who come in and they can't even bring themselves to say, I'm an entrepreneur, right? Because it's just so foreign. It's so weird. The imposter syndrome is at an all time high. All of that, right? But just by being there, they're like, wait a minute, we're all entrepreneurs. It it normalizes that, right? Maybe, you know, someone's had a business and they've been like, yeah, this is just a passion project. I don't want to make any money. And you see people making money in different, you know, like some people, they made their first 10,000. Some people made their first 1,000. Some people made their first 100,000. Some people, their first multiple six figures. Someone just hit seven figures. Like you have the whole guy and you're just like, then now you can pick a number right? Because you, you just pick a number is by default, you, you know, you just do, right? And you become, dependent on the community, you pick up like the on business school community, I always say is like the most positive place on Facebook where physicians find themselves has to be, right? And so you would see somebody even like, because we celebrate, you know, we celebrate, right? On In do we celebrate. But the business school, we take that like to a whole new level. And that's not denying facts or pretending things don't exist. We celebrate and discuss our challenges. We do them both in the same day, but we celebrate. So even when someone had her first troll on social media and she comes into a group, she's like, yay. I did it. I got my first troll. And people are like, what? You're finally having an impact. It was so funny. I was like, okay, there are other people who would get a troll and never not post for five months. And you guys figured out how to celebrate this, like whatever, you know what I mean? And so it puts you in a position where if you're in that kind of community, you handle challenges differently because it's kind of like, well... We celebrate and we work through our challenges. That that's exactly what we do. So overall, you find in other parts of your life you start celebrating more and you start smelling the roses more. And you know, you deal with challenges as you need to, but you don't let it stop you from celebrating, right? And if you're in a community where, you know, people read books or people listen to podcasts or you know, people you just adopt those. It's that growth by default. They're things that you just pick up just because. So if you think about it, I don't speak English because I made a, you know, intentional decision that of all the languages in the world, English will be the language I speak. No, I was just brought up in a community where English was the language. And there you go, right? So there's an element of default growth that happens just because you're in community. Okay. So that's number three. Number four. Oh my goodness. Collaboration opportunities. Yikes a lot of collaboration opportunities. And why is that? Because how do I put this? Money is capital, right? Money is wealth, but social capital is also wealth. Okay. And so the richer, when I say richer, I mean the quality of people, the richer your community is, the richer your tribe is, the more opportunities you have, it just really is what it is, right? And so again, I'm using the business school as a case study, but when we think about it, right, people are like, I need to get on podcasts, but I don't know of any podcasters. There are so many podcasters within the school, like before you even have to go out, you have all these people who are like, what? Come on, let's, you know, let's talk on my podcast, right? I want to give a really big shout out to Dr. Amelia Biki because, and you know, when we had the retreat, which we had at the end of our year, which ends in October, she won the award for the master collaborator. Um, she is the founder of This Osteopathic Life and she has a podcast by the same name. And she would have, if people are like, oh, I'm nervous. She was like, no, it's conversation. Come on. I'll have you on my podcast and, and we can, you know, talk through this stuff. I've been on her podcast too. She's had like, I don't know how many people It's upwards of 20 people. Actually, I think it may be almost 30 people that she's had on her podcast. Right. And, but there's so many podcasters, so many people, YouTube channels, so many people that have blogs and so many people who know other people. And that's the thing. So I refer to the doc who's like, you know, she's in conversation with Miss Universe. Right. And now you're in relationship with someone who's in conversation with Miss Universe. Right. And so the opportunities for collaboration is just insane. We had a doc at the retreat who's like, "Well, I'm running this nonprofit, and I don't really know much about, you know, grants and sponsorships and stuff like that." And I am telling you, within two minutes, right? Someone's like, "What? That's what you do?" I want to work directly with with you. Someone else is like, "What? I know this person. The person is an excellent grant writer." Someone else is like, "No, I know the person in charge of this organization who'll be happy to work with you." Like all of that, in, in with it, right there, within your tribe, with within your tribe right? So money is capital, money is wealth. Your network is capital, your network is wealth, okay? So it's not just like just money, but it's opportunities, it's platforms, it's it's all kinds of things. And this is the reason why I'm like, listen, when I talk to people in the business school, I was like, I want us all to grow. Right. And I don't want all of us to grow for two reasons. One is that, well, you grow and you're better. Your business is better. You have a bigger impact. You generate more revenue. It's just fantastic. But when we grow as a community, think of all, all the opportunities we've created for each other. Right. I'm like, so when you think about that, that's like exponential transformation, exponential. And, you know, so so the collaboration, that's just wild. It is so wild. In the beginning, I really had a hard time convincing people that the business school was what they needed because a lot of people are like, no, Dr. Una, I've heard you on the podcast. I really just want to work with you one-on-one. And I'm like, one-on-one is great. One-on-one is amazing. So don't get me wrong. One-on-one is amazing. But I'm like, listen, there's this other piece, right? The community, I cannot produce that on my own. Like- I cannot, the, the magic of the Entrepreneurial Business School is not me. The magic of the Entrepreneurial Business School is me and the students in the Entrepreneurial Business School. That's what creates the magic, right? So, um, people are like, one on one. I'm like, yeah, mm, mm-mm, yeah, this, this, this right here is what you need. Okay. All right. So that's number four, collaboration. Number five is you can handle discouragement better. Every, buddy has bad days okay you see the person running the seven figure business their days they feel like man i wish i could just quit in fact i think i might right everybody has bad days but your tribe your community is your safeguard on those days you need to have a place where you can fall back and you can say i'm having a bad day you can say i'm having a hard time you can say I'm just tired of doing all of this and have people who will encourage you, not like patronize you, but encourage you, right? Who will tell you the truth, which is okay. You're having a bad day. Yeah. And that sucks. Whatever just happened to you. That really sucks. But maybe you need to take a day off and we can reconvene but look at what you've done before. Look at what you've done here. Look at this storm that you've weathered. I believe in you. I know you could do this. Right? So this is not fluff. We don't want fluff. We don't want like, Hey, kumbaya. No, that's not, that's not what encouragement is. Right? And truthfully, we've had people in the business school have bad days and they come in and, and people are like, okay, I feel you and all that, but I'm going to call you out real quick. <laughs> And, and, that's what your tribe should do. Like when you're having a temper tantrum, they should be able to call you to order, but you have to have, but you have to have a place where it's safe to do that because you are going to have bad days. Everybody has bad days, right? The problem is not whether you had them or not. The problem is who was with you, who was around you, who was there for you when you did. Okay. All right. So that's, so that's number, that's number five. Number six, number six is, oh my goodness, the power of contribution, we're humans, right? And what I think that's one of the core needs that we have, you know, the, have the, the power to contribute, the power to be part of something bigger than us and, and give back and make a difference in somebody else's life and stuff like that, right? You want to have that kind of place. And with a tribe, with a community, The collaboration piece can do that, right? Because, you know, you have people opening doors. I've, we've had people in the school who had somebody on their dream 100 and somebody else had access to them and just connected them. Like, boom, done. You know what I mean? And doing that, that's a way of contributing. But. It's even deeper than that, right? So for instance, I'll I'll give you an example again from the business school where you would have, and these are real life examples. So you would have people accomplish something and then come back to the group and give a debrief, right? Like, this is what I wanted to accomplish. These are the things I did. These are the mistakes I made. These are the results I got. Can you imagine that. I need to imagine almost a hundred doctors. And when people get wins, they come out and they do this stuff. Think of how rich it makes the experience where you can learn, not just from what you learn from live sessions or whatever, but learn from every everybody else's lived experience, right? So recently... We had Dr. Beckford, you know, she did a summit and then she came back to the group and did a debrief. So this is what I did. This is what worked. You know, this is what I'll do next time. This is my next big project. I mean, it was so good. Dr. Michelle Quirk, she is a run coach, pediatrician and run coach. She's the founder of Mindful Marathon and she hosted her well, she's set up to host her first virtual 5K and she sold out, right? So she only got a hundred spots. She sold out like way before the event and she came in and she did a debrief. So, you know, this is what I plan to do. These were my doubts and that's the thing, right? That vulnerability and openness. These are my doubts, these, you know, and this, but I set this big goal and we hit it and this is what we did to get the goal. So you get that debrief as well, right? We had another doc who's like, yay, I, you know, I hit my first, uh, my first million in a year. And these are the things, these are the things that I think contributed to my success. Right. And then the people who did practice launches, right. I told you about Dr. Karen Kaufman and Dr. Tolu, and they're like, okay, so I did my launch. This is the way it looked. These are the things that worked. These are the things that didn't work. These are the struggles I'm having. I mean, like, think about that, Right. So not just for the people having the rich experience, but then you get to give back, right? You get to make a difference in somebody else's life. You have the power of contribution. It's so good. So, so, so good. And number seven, number seven is connection. And this may sound, I don't know, but it is what it is. Connection and love. To have a place that feels like a family and, a place where you can be yourself and you know you're encouraged and you just get to hang out with people and you have quality relationships and it just makes your life richer. I think before COVID, we didn't realize how much even we introverts love people. And then COVID hit and you're like, well, I need connection, right? And um for this piece, I think the biggest example of it happened when we had the Entre MD Business School retreat. And so it was in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and we were there for, um, two full days. So, you know, some people were there for three days, four days, five days, you know, and I think I only, I had only met maybe four people in the business school in person, um, before the retreat. And so you have, you know, all these docs come in. I think it was 53 of us and of, you know, so including me, 54, but, and the word is magical. And that's the word that kept going around. And it's just like, wow, I see these people on Zoom every week, but wow, to be in this place and to be with all these rock stars. And it was just crazy. So crazy. So crazy good. And, you know, it was so good. It was so good. So my brother was part of the, the crew that handled the, you know, the sound and all that stuff. And he came with his wife and his wife was like, Dr. Una, I don't understand. I'm like, what? She's like, your people, they love each other. Like they genuinely, cause she's a bystander just watching all this stuff. She's like, I have, they're so excited to see themselves. They love each other. They love opening doors for each other. They're helping each other. They're it, like, it's unreal. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a, tr- that's a real tribe, a real community. It's real. It's real. And I think everybody should have the gift of having that kind of community. And it was so funny because I was on the fifth floor. Okay. I was on the fifth floor and, but I had an ocean view room. So, and if you know me, I love the ocean. I love the water. I just love the ocean. And so I would usually leave the the door to the balcony open as long as I can leave it. Cause I just want to hear the sound of the water. So I have my door open, my, the, the, the Door leading to the balcony open. And then I hear this laughter and laughter and people laughing. Now, mind you, this is, this is a night after the retreat ended, laughing and giggling. And you could just hear all the joy and all this stuff. I was like, what are the chances that there's another group like the Entrepreneurial Business School in this resort? Right. Cause there's a wedding that happened and stuff like that. So I walked to the balcony and I looked down. Oh, no, 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 it's the Entrepreneurial Business School people. Like just, and I'm like, my goodness, it's like almost 10 o'clock. What are these people doing? Having the time of their lives. And to just have that, I don't know, it's magical. And I think um, Dr. Anyoka put it best when she left a review for the retreat. She says that, you know, she says all the things she says about the retreat and she says everybody deserves to have an experience like this at least once in their lifetime. Can you imagine that? I got chills reading that. And- it's just, we need people. I'm an introvert and I didn't do people for the longest. I am telling you that your tribe, your community is your secret superpower. And it's up to you to build it. Um, it's up to you to find it. If you're in the EntreMD MD Business School and you're listening to this, you have that community. Leverage it, lean in, enjoy it, take full advantage, <laughs> right? If you love this podcast and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm ready to take this further. Come join us in the business school. Okay. Get on the wait list, entremd.com forward slash business. There is a place. People say entrepreneurship is lonely. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. People feel they have to put up airs and all that stuff. You don't have to, you can have a place where you can let down your hair. Like really every human deserves that right? And you can have a fun journey as an entrepreneur. It doesn't mean it's not going to be challenging. It doesn't mean there won't be hard times, but it means you can have fun while you do it. And you need a tribe, you need a community, and it will make everything so much better. Okay? So I wanted to point this out to you. You do have a superpower, leverage it. And you think about this over the next year, You could be that person who every day you're inspired to see more things are possible. You can have accountability. You can grow by default. You can have so many collaboration opportunities that you'll need to turn some down. You can go through a time when you're discouraged. You have people to lean on. You can have the power of contribution and you can experience true, real relationships, real connection that will change your life. And I want that for you. Okay. So that's all I got for you today. And after listening to all of this, just make a commitment to find yourself in a tribe. And I will see you on the next episode of the EntreMD podcast. Hey, if you love listening to the EntreMD podcast, I want to invite you to join EntreMD On Demand.